It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Roleplay Retcon does not own any parts of the movies we retcon, nor are we associated with the people who make them. Also, as a general warning, I'm probably going to do a cuss and talk about many mature adult things. The soundtrack for this series features music by the Pine Hill Haints. Check them out anywhere you get music online. Previously on Roleplay Retcon does The Dark Tower. Uh, I discovered, kind of by accident, uh, that my mother was having an affair with my father's um, kind of courtroom magician, his advisor. Um, and so I charged down and demanded uh, to, to face the trial of the gunslinger so that I could uh, face Martin, uh, the man who, who was with my mother. And Alin takes Seamus' hand, and they walk into the night. An open waiter with Susan crouched in it, and there is something green that is wrapped around her mouth, staring at you with the most devious grin is a, a hunched-over ancient woman with a pink orb in her lap. Um, to her right is a tall, thin man also grinning at you both. Will it So the man in front of you, it's hard to get a good read on his face. And I know that sounds funny, but like, imagine that you look at a person and then you glance away for a second. And as you're glancing away, you see their face just kind of get jumbled up and then you look at them again and then it doesn't look like the same person anymore. Roland, you specifically look at him and there are glimpses where he looks just like Martin. I have to admit, you two are who we expected to find here. Um, the woman in the chair um, says nothing and she just kind of glances up at the man who is still just standing there smiling and he's so still that for a second, it seems like he's not quite alive. But then he bursts out into the most joyous peal of laughter. <laughs> oh, and who are you expecting up here, Roland? We came for Jonas and the rest of his men before we head back home. Yes, and um, Jonas and the rest of his men are... are they're doing such good jobs, bless their little hearts. But uh, you two, 
You two are not doing such a great job. But I am so glad to see you here. And he reaches over and he puts a thin, long-fingered hand on the woman's shoulder. And she kind of shivers in, in delight. And maybe also fear. Ugh. And um, he says, But we, of course, knew that you were coming right on up here to see us. So you two have given us quite the runaround. Why, we had to get everything ready at the last, very last minute, didn't we, darling? And he looks down at her and she, she is just like, enamored with him she just like cannot take her eyes off of his face and then he looks at at you two again and he says so roland and cuthbert what are we gonna do with y'all now uh do do you mind if i stand up it's getting kind of cold down here on the floor oh son please do stand right on up there my 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 bones are getting a little creaky you you know about that right creaky bones (laughs) <laughs> I assure you I don't, but uh go ahead and well, stand on. You'll up. learn. You you get you're getting up there in age, I'm sure. Cuthbert, you're you're the one that I just don't quite know what to do with because on one hand you're quite special, but on the other hand, well, <laughs> I don't think anyone really gives a rat's ass about you, let's be honest here. <laughs> Roland, we're go- we're gonna keep you alive a little bit longer and he winks at you. But Cuthbert, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I mean, I might as well just get on out of here, get out of your hair. I mean, you're doing good works up here, really. It's, uh, I love what you're doing with the, um, the pink. You got a lot of pink going on. Uh, it's, you know, you, some might call it salmon. There's a kind of a salmon hue to the air that is breathtaking. While you're monologuing over there... He he doesn't he doesn't make any movements. He doesn't say anything. He just lets you finish with a smile on his face. And then almost imperceptibly if you would have blinked, you would have missed him. He moves in a ghostly way toward you and he he gets right up beside you and right into your ear and he says, "Oh, no. Baby cakes. You're not going anywhere." And then you hear the doors behind you close. And he's not in the room anymore. I won't say I do But every time I walk So that was weird, and I'm going to say that I want you guys to give me a weird roll, a sanity roll, I'm sorry, a sanity roll, and um, subtract one from that for me. Okay. I got a 10. Uh, I also got a 10. Um, so you guys are actually doing real well. Uh, not only are you not shaken by this, um, but any sanity rolls, uh, your next sanity rolls are going to be a plus one. So, um, in front of you now, the, the old woman has kind of blinked and shaken herself out of it, and she stares at you two. 
Ah, there they are. Susan, I knew that they would come for you. And Susan just, you hear like the little bits of whimpering, but she doesn't move. Tears go through, start rolling down her eyes. And the woman says, and before you get any, any uh, clever ideas, if I die, Susan dies. And you see, um, give me, give me an awareness roll. I got a five. Eight. Okay, um, Roland, you're real invested in this. I feel like, I feel like you're kind of attached to that girl. You are studying her real hard and... You notice that the thing that's wrapped around her mouth starts moving. And um, you see right behind her neck that there is the head of a snake. And it looks like it's ready to bite her on the neck. So I wouldn't make any quick moves if I were you. I'm going to draw my gun and shoot at the snake's head that I can see. Okay. Um... Do it. <laughs> fifteen. You got a fifteen. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. The snake's head just explodes and um, falls down from around um, Susan's mouth, and she she puts her hands up and she starts crying and she doesn't know what to do she doesn't know if she should run to you yeah um uh, but i turned the gun on the woman in the chair oh man i was gonna do that no please <laughs> we can both draw on her i'm not yeah, gonna shoot her both, i just want to know both, what's going on we both draw on the old lady and was like well that's one liability down <laughs> she starts cackling <laughs> and at that moment the the mayor who was on the floor stands up and um, turns around and looks at you both, and you can see now very clearly that he has a hole straight through his chest. He shambles toward you, and he attempts to uh, tear you apart with his claws and his and, and bite bite at you. Um, and he doesn't actually get to you yet, but it is a terrifying sight. So I want you to roll sanity. Eight. All right, so on an eight, you're okay. So what do you all do? Um, uh, what is the witch doing while this the the gutless mayor is shambling at us? Um, she's just staring at you, holding the the ball in her hands. I am going to tackle the mayor, uh, and while I do so, I'm going to yell at Roland to shoot the rope to the dumb waiter. All right. So is that brawl? That is a seven. So um, you you tackle the mayor, um, and while you go to tackle him, he's actually a lot less sturdy than you expected him to be. So you do tackle him. He falls right down, um, but you also fall down with him. And anyone who goes to... Attack him uh, gets plus one to body rolls. This ball that she's holding, making all of the pink light, 
do we have any idea what it is? Yes. So, um, Roland, you've heard your father um, talk about things like this. Um, your father talks about a lot of things. He's a very busy man, and he is like, you know, out to save the world or something. And um, you have heard him talk about these these crystal orbs um, that are very brilliant colors. Um, you kind of remember him talking about them as being like wizard's glass or something like that. And this thing that is in front of you, yeah, it could definitely be something like that, like a wizard's glass, which you know, if your dad was talking about it, he was saying that it is very bad and is evil. Uh, okay, then I'm going to shoot it. Nine. The bullet just kind of... It doesn't even ricochet off. It doesn't even really... It, it It's almost like you shot a very, very soft pillow, and it just kind of falls off. And the orb flashes a bright pink light um and it is blindingly bright and the woman screams and roll another sanity so i roll double ones okay so there's that i think mm-hmm. that's a, a total of of four if uh if we had that plus one from from earlier <laughs> uh i I at least got a seven. Okay, nice. All right, Roland, you're okay. Um, Cuthbert, you're not okay. A lot of things have happened. (laughs) You're not okay. A lot of weird shit's been going on since you've been in this room. And this is just being blinded by some wild pink light is just, for whatever reason, a little too much. So you lose one sanity and you experience just horrible terror. It is almost like when the light flashed, when the ball flashed, it wasn't just your eyes that that perceived the pink, but it was your thoughts, your brain and my tongue. In your tongue, yes. Yeah. And you could hear it in your ears. And there was just a horrible screaming sound that you also heard. And I don't um, like that. Yeah, you're you're terrified. So, um, do you want to? So you've got a couple options here. You can mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stand your ground, or you can try and retreat. If you stand your ground, your ground, you're going to have negative one to ongoing rolls as long as the orb is still here. Well, I think I'm going to stand my ground because of my goal to protect my friends to the best of my abilities. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, absolutely. So you, you stand your ground. This stupid pink ball is not going to get the best of you today, but you are going to take negative one to ongoing roles uh so as i see 
Bert like stand his ground and this pink flare goes off kind of making everyone in the room scream. Uh, I'm going to start running over to Susan and say, Bert, finish her. And I shakily raise my gun to my eye. And I shoot the old lady. Okay, roll for it. I'm going to roll for it. That is a 10 plus 2 minus 1, 11. All right. So um, tell me tell me what, how it happens. I look down at my gun, and I keep my eyes on my gun as I raise it up parallel to the head of the, the witch. And it's shaking the whole time. It's just, it's just going crazy. And then I take a deep breath, and everything stills as I pull the trigger and shoot her right in the head. All right. You do that. And when you do that, the, the mayor also just, like, falls to the ground um, beside you. And um, the the pink orb flashes again. So I'm going to have everyone roll insanity. I mean, sanity again. All right. I got a seven. Okay. You're okay. I got a four. Oh. Roland, as you reach Susan and you hear Cuthbert's uh, gun go off and you notice that the, like you hear, you hear the, the body of the mayor also fall limp. You think that you've won and you think that everything is going to be okay now, but then the flash of light happens again. And this time... In your ears, you hear this high-pitched screaming sound, and in your mind, you every horrible thing that has come before just flashes at, at light speed, and you lose a sanity. And you're going to um, stand your ground, or are you going to retreat? Uh, I think I'm going to stand my ground because, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine leaving now. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So you'll also take negative um, one to ongoing rolls as long as the orb is there. Susan does not seem to be having a good time either. She's had to go through two of these. But she, <laughs> she just, she sees all of this happen in your face, behind your eyes, and um, she reaches over with both of her hands um, beside your face. And she says, Roland, it's going to be okay. Let's get out of here. All right. Uh, and I think, boy, what does the, the witch and the mayor, like, what, what do they have on them? Like, what are they wearing 
Uh, the mayor is actually wearing the same outfit that you saw him in earlier. He is wearing just a gaudy teal suit with ruffles and a cummerbund. And the witch is barely wearing a potato sack. <laughs> but she's pulling like it just, off, though. She looks so good is, on her. She is. She, yeah, she's pulling it off. Uh, that potato sack. I, I want to. Is she still alive? By the way. <laughs> I mean, you don't think she is? Okay, good. That's a huge distinction. Can we check? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't think she is? Is the most game master bullshit I've ever heard. <laughs> roll, roll investigate. <laughs> Why not? That's great. This is why I gamers have trust s- issues. <laughs> mm. I got a six on my investigate. Uh, where is it? I'm, I'm pretty sure the job's done. Yep. A shot on her head. Who could survive that? Job's done. Orbs are not silly orbs. Uh, seven. You uh, walk a little bit closer to her, and you look at her, and she's got just a clean shot right in her forehead, right out the back. Um, Not a lot of blood came out, though, which is kind of weird. And um, you look at her, and she seems pretty dead, but you don't... You also thought that, you know, probably the mayor wasn't going to get up, so she might not be totally dead. She might just be mostly dead. <laughs> Keep all chocolate pills away from her. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did that roll to have the same answer. <laughs> it's a chocolate pill free zone. Roland, do you think we should take that ball with us? Yeah, if you can find something to wrap it in. I look around to see if I can find a blanket or a sheet. And this sounds okay. I apologize. This is going to be a little, a little grotesque because we just had the undead mayor get up and shamble at us. I'm gonna shoot the mayor and the witch in their feet. In their feet? Yeah, to like destroy the the bones so that if they were to like become zombies, they would have to crawl. Ah, I gotcha. Ah, All right. Yeah. I mean, you, good job. You shot them in their feet. (laughs) Their feet are like just gross, pulpy messes now. I shoot them in their other feet. Yeah, just notice notice the hands. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes, the hands, the feet of the the arms, the other feet. That way they can't claw at us. <laughs> All right. So now that you have shot their feet and their the feet of their arms, aka the hands, aka the hands. Uh, good job. <laughs> you did it. And okay. Um. So you look around in this room, and it looks like a study or an office. Are there curtains? Yes, there are curtains. All right, get some curtains. Just rip them straight down. I don't even. I don't even try to take them off the proper way. 
All right, you rip them straight down, just like, like right off the right off the thing. And um, what do you do next? I I bundle that pink sphere up like the Palanthea. Uh, you can try. Roll me sanity. I'm gonna do it. That is a nine. Oh, good job. Yeah. So you um. You 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 go over to to put the curtain on the ball, and you're a little scared of the ball at this point. Uh, it's a pretty scary ball. It's it absorbed it's a bullet. Weird... It absorbed yeah. a bullet. It's bulletproof. It's done some weird stuff, but um, you manage to overcome your fear and you throw the curtain on it. And when the curtain goes on it, obviously all of the pink in the room just disappears with it <sighs> and you all feel a little bit better i got the bundle uh what do we do now roland uh i'm gonna peek out the window and see if i see anything or anyone moving around outside okay so you peek out the window um this is the window that faces um those trees that you saw at the back of the house and um, you look down, and you you don't really see anything out there. Okay. While we're taking this moment, I want to reload my guns. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> press R to reload. Just press R, reload. Yeah. Drop all the shells on the floor. Put some new ones mm-hmm. in. Susan, what's the fastest way out of town? It seems that... <laughs> Wherever Jonas and his men are, it's not here. And whoever that strange man was, he was like a ghost. I think we need to go. Susan, which way to the the mayor's bedroom? She hesitates for a second and she says, "Um, it's down the hall. It's the third door on the left. All right, I'll be right back. And I run down the hall. It's super awkward. That's like we just walked into the mayor's house and her phone (laughs) auto-connected to the Wi-Fi. (laughs) Uh, what do you do Cuthbert I'm gonna we're gonna follow you down the hall I am searching to see if the mayor's wife is in the house so you open up the door and there's the mayor's room and um you don't see anyone in here you can do an investigation but you won't find her in here and Susan says, um, what are you looking for? I'm looking for the mayor's wife. She's a, she's a good woman. I got to get her out of here. Um, her, her bedroom is, is over here on the right. Oh, separate bedrooms. Gotcha. And then I go to that bedroom instead. Okay, so you go to that bedroom and, um, I mean... It looks like an empty bedroom. You can try and investigate it if you want. I mean, I'll do it again, but it's going to be the same result. That's a two. You just kind of like poke your head in and you look around and you don't see anyone and you're like, nope. No She's not here. here. <laughs> so, try saying her name. Ah, uh, her name. Her name. <laughs> She has a name, and it's a good name, too. It's Olive. She looks sad. She looks sad. Olive, are you sad in here? (laughs) (laughs) 
you shout that out? I shout Olive. <laughs> okay. Uh, you shout out Olive. And um, after a few seconds, the closet door creaks open. I investigate the closet door. Yes, she's in there. Olive okay. is in there. And she is a goddamn mess. She I, looks a lot more than sad. I am so sorry. I don't know how much you know about the situation that's going on, but we need to get you out of here. She kind of whimpers a little bit, and then she she looks around, and then she looks up at your eyes, and she nods her head, and she stands up. All right. I take her by the hand and I lead her downstairs. In fact, I go out the front door where those the rest of the horses were, were still at. Okay, so you go out the front door where the rest of the horses were still at. and Are they um, still at there? No, nah, they're not still at there. Well, if you'll double up with me. All right. <laughs> um, she just kind of is looking wildly around and... And she's just like, okay. And um, she needs a little bit of help getting up there. Of course. Okay. Such a gentleman. Um, on the other horse, uh, Susan hops up and she just kind of looks down at you, Roland. She says, are you riding with me or are you riding solo? It'll be safer for me to ride with you, but it wouldn't be bad to have the third horse in the future. It'd be a waste of a horse, guys. Come yeah. on. Uh, so I will ride with her and uh, we'll we'll tether um, the third horse to to one of ours. All right. So um, which one? Um, mine. Yeah. She starts taking you all through this through this off road, and it's basically just an animal trail. Really, it's not a proper road at all. Um, through some apple trees. And I'm on the lookout for people. Yeah, I got my gun out. Okay, Keep, so y'all are on the, um, the lookout for people, and in this apple orchard, you don't really see anyone. <clears throat> So are, the, she, are there any apples on the trees? Yes. I pick one. You just reach right over and grab one. And I give it dry. to Olive. Aw. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> I know it is. Okay, so you reach over and you... I'm going to let you have this. You reach Thank over you. and and there is a, a low-hanging branch with just the most beautiful apple you've ever seen on it. And you reach over and you, you just hold out your hand and you just grab it right as your horse gallops past it. And then you look over your shoulder and you, you offer it to Olive and she takes it from you and smiles at you. I smile back and give her a wink and then I turn back forward. <laughs> She 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 lays her head on your shoulder. She's been nice. through a lot. She's had a rough day. I figured she'd yeah. want a snack. But she doesn't look sad, so. Hey. Aww. Yeah. So Susan uh, turns around and looks at you, Roland, and she says, Okay, so we're going out of town. This will be... Um, this is going to be really close to the oil fields. We're not going to have any kind of cover soon what do we do i think that we 
just go as fast and quiet as we can and hope that they're busy with whatever they're doing because there's just so many of them and all of you were in this house while this craziness was going on do you have any idea what they're planning they're gonna meet up with the good man's army and they're gonna come into town and they were waiting on the brats which are presumably us yeah and um they were going to something with the oil something with the horses i don't know they were gonna oil up the horses well, Roland, that doesn't sound good. A good man's army having a bunch of oil. It doesn't, but... We're a man down. We've got two people with us who, no offense, are not trained fighters, and we've got whatever this is, and I'll shake the bag. Yes, I am I can fight. I can do it. She, she says she can do it, Roland. You don't think I can fight? I think that you can fight. But some of these men are going to be trained the way we are. But we did trust her going to go into the mayor's house with us, uh, Roland. Yeah, I know, and she instantly got caught. Well, I mean, that was more my fault than anything else. She looks back at you, Roland, and she says, Are you really a gunslinger? Yes. Isn't it a gunslinger's duty to protect people? Yes, if the cause seems right. What about all of the people here when John Farson and his men get here? What's going to happen to them? You know, if if we get rid of this oil, Roland, that army's not going to have any reason to come here. And I'm just going to gloss over her saying duty. To tell you that. Yeah, you're right. I just... Where can the two of you hide? Where we can meet you when we're done? She looks back at Olive and she says... I I had like a little hideout when I was a kid. It's not far from here. She can definitely hide there, and and Cuthbert can hide with her. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you want to leave me alone with her right now. So what you're saying is no matter what, you're coming with us. Yes, that is what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, Well, how about you, Olive? You any good with a gun? (laughs) Apparently we're we're creating a new content here <laughs> since ours is broken. I can shoot a gun. Let's go fix the problem at the oil, Derek. Don't I look pretty? With this knife in my back. Hey, I know it's just my kind of self Oh. How's it going? Hope you're enjoying the series so far. This is the break. This is the break of potentially the finale. Oh man, this one's crazy, y'all. It's it's super nuts. And I hope you're enjoying it so far. 
Thank you so much to Rev. He's our guest star for the series. Thank and we you, love Rev. him so much. Doing such a good job. And check out. Yes. So he does the Monster of the Week podcast, and it's called The Crit Show. And it's really great. I actually listen to it, and I tune in every week for the Omniverse Chronicles, which is their Twitch stream. And they have, like, guest GMs and sometimes guest players, and it's really great, and I love them. So you should check them out, but also thank you, Reb. I want to thank the Pine Hill Haints, who've been doing the music for this series. Uh, you can catch them on Spotify and Bootcamp and, and just a whole bunch of other places. They describe themselves as Alabama ghost music. Jensi, how would you describe Alabama ghost music? Okay, so it's like if a bunch of ghosts in Alabama got together and they started playing music and it was really good, that's what they sound like. I'll take it. But they're real people. They're not dead, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I We've been using the uh, cowboy world. Uh, role-playing game for this series. It is created by Wyand Lu. Is how I'm going to pronounce that name. Mm-hmm. And it's... I'm sorry, Wyand, if you're listening for just everything. I'm so sorry. We're just bad at names. So, uh, let's talk about our Patreon. We have one. We have, have a Patreon. You ta- have you, like, got looked us up on Patreon? Because we have one. I've looked um, it up. So, thank you. To all of those of you who have um, become a producer of ours on Patreon. And let me just say a few names. Say a few names for us. Of our producers. Okay. So thank you, Grav G, for being a producer. We appreciate you. Thank you to Joe for being a producer. We appreciate you. Thanks, Joe. Thank you to Jeanette Blasius for being a producer. We super appreciate you. Love her. She's my Thank wife. Thank you. She is great. And also Alex's wife. Thank you to my best friend Franz for being a producer. We love you. I want to talk to you about the Nerdsmith Network. It's a network that we are currently a part of and have just a whole bunch of awesome shows like Shenanigans and the Land Above podcast. They also do live streams like... uh monster crush and geek thyself just a whole bunch of cool cool shows and things you can listen to put in your earbuds and they're just run by the sweetest awesome most cool people that you could ever think of yes we love nerdsmith we love being a part of nerdsmith and we love everyone at nerdsmith that's right we are nerdsmith yes we are nerdsmith that's their that's their slogan if you haven't heard it and it's also a fact Fact. So our next episode is on July 21st. It's our rehash. So basically the rehash is where we um, we get together and we talk about the series and we talk about the movie and we talk about what the fans have said and we just break it all down. Um, if you are listening to this episode, what I want you to do is I want you to send us a message and I want you to tell us about what you would do differently with the Dark Tower movie or what you would do differently with the Dark Tower Hour series. Please and thank you. I appreciate that. You can message us uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also send us a message at friends at roleplayretcon.com and you can also go to our Discord. 
And um, also during our rehash, we're going to announce the next movie for our next series. So make sure you tune in for that. What could it possibly be? What could it possibly be? I don't be? know. I do know. But I'm I mean, not I know too. It's a secret. Anyways, we're going to get out of your hair and let you enjoy the rest of this bombastic finale. <laughs> okay. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye, kisses. Now, don't you talk to me, man. I ain't never gonna die. the distance quite a few horses standing in the um in the field and you would guess probably like 25 at least um and you don't see any men yet uh what's the plan again how are we gonna how are we gonna set it on fire that's a good plan a good a good question Hmm. Well, do we have any flint and tinder? Oh my god. Can we just <laughs> shoot it? Is is that a thing we can do? Can we just shoot it? Well, bullets usually don't create sparks, at least not significantly enough to set. It's a common misconception in movies where they do that. You keep saying the word movies, and I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Roland, what do we do? I don't have any explosives. Oh, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get some some oil. We're going to uh, take a bit of fabric, wrap it around one of my uh, slingshot balls. We'll, we'll douse that in that, set it on fire, and then I can shoot at it from, from rain. That's very good. That's the best thing I've ever heard. All right. I just need to get to a place where I can see the bare oil just laying on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> in its natural state. In its natural state above the ground. Some of the machines are working away, like way off in the distance, and you see some some big oil tankards, and wouldn't you know it, some of them have dripped some oil out right there on the ground, and it's in its natural habitat. So while he's setting up his metal ball, his metal fi- his fireball, um, can I inspect the area and try to figure out like where? An explosion could happen that would do the most damage to this place? Yes, please do that. Or you can read a scenario. Yeah, so I will do that. Yeah, I will read a scenario. Read a situation, sorry. So that's mind plus awareness. Ten. Um, so you get three questions, but it really seems like the one question that you want to know is what should you be on the lookout for, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, you you all have come up on this this tanker, right? That's that's dripping with oil, and you see um, off in the distance some oil barrels that the um, that the people have started pulling out from the the machinery and the um it looks like this is where they're they've got the purified oil and they're trying to ship it out so they they've got a big pile over here um and then f- 
a little further off in the distance in the other direction, you see a bunch of pipes and some machines that aren't really pumping. Um, and you, you can't really see the ones that are pumping. You just know that they're out there. Um, but you feel like if you went for one of those machines or one of the pipes and you blew that up, the whole place would go down. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'll point that out to Cuthbert, like the, the pipe that kind of seems to go underground. I engineer my my oil-soaked rag bullet and I load it into my slingshot. I take aim, take a few deep breaths. And it's a bird taking wing in the air. I say a small prayer to Ka or whatever god that is in this world, Stephen King. And then I let fly. You gotta do math. Eleven. It's an eleven. It's an eleven. Nice. You let that ball fly. And boy does it. It hits the mark. It at first just the the pipeline goes up in flame, but then just explosions everywhere start happening. And you hear screaming. And Susan says, We leave now? Yeah, let's get out of here. Yeah. You see five horses coming toward you. And the one in front is just a big, beefy black horse. And what do you do now? Uh, Susan says, what do we do? Are we going to swerve or? Can we see who the riders are? Um, they're pretty far away, but you can give me an investigate. I got a one, if you can believe it. <laughs> you you can't get a one. I can. I rolled two ones, and I've got a minus one to, oh. to my mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you you just see, like, blurs. Your your eyes are a little smoky. There's around. horses up there rolling. There's horses. <laughs> I got there's so many horses. I, I can't see if anyone's riding them, but there's horses I, up there. I got a ten. <laughs> uh, just to balance it out. Rolling what? I mean, Rev, what dice are you using? <laughs> uh, I'm using 2D6. D- I don't know if... Uh, <laughs> I think that... <laughs> I think that uh, <laughs> Alex may be flipping two coins. <laughs> I might be flipping two coins. Just, <laughs> just two coins. Counting them as a one and a two. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, Roland, you, you can see pretty clearly exactly who's coming your way. So... Um, Coming on down the line toward you, you see um, in the center on on the big horse is that same man that you all just saw at the mayor's house, and um, Ghost McGee. McGee, yes. Nice. Or Martin, or whatever. You don't really know his name. He didn't introduce himself. Roland thinks he's Martin or something. Um, And you also see um, to his right is Alt Jonas is back again. And you see um, Henry, Hash, and Thorin are also coming your way on the horses. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, what do they seem to notice us? Or are they like paying attention to the explosion behind us? Or no, they they notice you. They're I mean they're coming straight toward you. It would be impossible for the, with with all of the fire behind you. It would be it would be pretty hard not to notice yeah. you. Where does it seem like they're coming from? It seems like they're coming from the direction of. So you all veered um, really harsh away from the the oil rigs and um that's toward that canyon with the thinny in it and it looks like that's where they're coming from okay roland what do we do do you know a way to get around yeah and she uh takes a hard right and the horses follow her okay i do i follow her too good Excellent. I'm not going to make you roll right or anything because... Because I don't have it. <laughs> Susan's such a good rider that, that all of the other horses are just like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Susan's a rider dyer. That, that's the boss right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so she, she, she breaks a hard right, and it seems like she's going toward town, which is... Um, kind of a, the opposite direction of where you think she would go. And um, some of the other riders don't react very quickly to this, um, but the the black rider, the rider in black, and the, uh, the, the horse that Jonas is on have pretty good reflexes, I guess, and they do... They do follow you. So Susan is, um, she says, I mean, I think we can, we can hide from them around the buildings and then, and then go up along the path of the, I don't know. I'm just guessing here. Just keep, keep going. And your goal is to get us back on the road that leads out of town. Okay. I can do that. I can do that. Okay. Okay. I want to turn to Olive and I'm like, Olive, how are you at horse driving? I'm yeah. Let me let me add it. I can ride. I can right. drive a horse. All right, we're gonna switch places, Olive. <laughs> no, you're not. You're gonna, you're gonna, gonna roll. S- you're gonna roll me acrobatics. Okay. <laughs> That's what you're gonna do? You know she's good because she said I can drive a horse. Yes. <laughs> are you ready for me to fall off a horse? Because here it comes. Oh my god. Uh, that's not bad. That's a that's a 9. Okay, yeah. So, um you <laughs> What you do here is you um you you throw one of your legs over where you're you're riding side saddle now. And then you're going to grab on to Olive who is no warning for this at all. And you're going to try and just swing around her to where you're at, at the back of the horse. Um, and you do a pretty good job of this, but the horse freaks out a little bit and it, it starts going in a slightly different direction. Well, I'll, I'll trust her to get it back on course. I just want to draw my guns and, and be pointing backwards toward the people chasing us. All right, great. So you do, you get back there. 
And she does get the horse to, to start following Susan again, but she's a little behind. And the, the man in black in front starts going toward the canyon again. He breaks off from the rest of the pack, and they are all in pursuit. Well, I'm going to start shooting at him. All right, do it. Yeah. Roll for I'm gonna, it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot at him. So. Well, those just went away. That is 10. Great. Uh, Who are you shooting at? Just uh, just the one in the lead. Okay, so you Whoever's shoot. Whoever's closest. <laughs> Great. So you shoot at Jonas, and you harm him. He, he falls right off his, his horse. Nice. Take that, Jonas. Uh, I'm also gonna. I'm gonna start firing as well. Okay. <laughs> Roll. Uh, also a ten. Noise. Yay for plus three. All right. Um, the next one in the lead was Henry, and you popped him off easily too. Now we have. Hash and Thorin, who are also, um, they they have no idea what's going on. They they start slowing down back there. They're falling pretty far behind. Okay, I let them live. <laughs> All right, Roland, do you let them live? Yeah, because these were two that just seemed caught up in things, not necessarily. Man, but they sure were just riding with who might be the good man. They're falling further and further behind. No, they they no, completely I'll, okay, stopped following. Yeah, I'll shoot. <laughs> you're shooting them? <laughs> I, you're, you're giving me mixed signals here. Everyone's evil. Everyone's not evil. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing anymore. Do it. Go for it. Shoot them. <laughs> it, no, I'm sorry. That, that wasn't... Gen C, Gen C just wants us to kill her. No, wants. that wasn't a, how dare you shoot them? That was a, oh, I thought that you were just saying that you were going to let them live. Uh, that okay. was a surprise. But no, go ahead, shoot them. Yeah, that's Yeah, I cool. was, was going to let them live, but then they were just riding <laughs> like wingman for the good man, so they're probably not good people. Uh, roll, roll for it. Why don't you just take both of your guns out? Get them, get them both just at once. Get, Why not? Just get them, get them both at once. <laughs> A uh, nine. I'm a murderer. Are you happy now? <laughs> <laughs> We're a long way from that, Roland. Oh, yeah. You do. You hit one of them, and um, I don't. you don't think that you kill him. He doesn't fall off of his horse, but the horse rears back and starts running in a different direction, and he's slumped over. Okay. And I'm yelling, go on. Can't you see we don't want you anymore? Get out of here. <laughs> We don't want you here anymore. <laughs> go. Just go. Get out of here. <laughs> and at that point, Susan uh, pulls the horse to um, a sharp left and starts riding in another direction again. Uh, does it seem like the direction she has just gone will match with the way that the good man veered off? It does indeed. Okay, I want to start looking for him in front of us since I've been looking behind the whole time. Okay, roll. Roll for investigate. 
And while he's doing that, Cuthbert, your your horse that is being driven by Olive also follows Susan, but she's a little slow, and, and it does start falling even further behind now. But Susan seems pretty bent on not stopping. I want to turn to Olive and be like, uh, is there any way you can make this thing go a little faster? We don't want to get separated. I, I, it's a horse. It doesn't go fa- It doesn't go faster. This is as fast as it goes, I think. And then she starts kicking it, and it goes a little bit faster, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like she revved its engine. Uh, eight. So, um, you, you look in front of you and you don't see the horse, but you do see that there are some, there are a couple of trees off in the distance and there is a large ranch house off in the distance, so it could conceivably be hiding a horse. Uh, yeah, I'll say that to Susan and tell her to, like, cut wide around. Okay, so um, she says, okay, yeah. And then she she takes the horse a little bit um, further to the right, and you all start coming closer and closer to that canyon. But she is giving the house a wide berth. So what's the play here, Roland? Are we just heading back to Gilead, getting with your dad? I think so. I think we have to tell him what happened here and get this, get, and get that thing to Van A. Yeah, yeah, this uh, thing is uh, definitely weird. <clears throat> okay, and um, so she is, she is going really wide around this house, and she's going um, closer and closer to the canyon. And as you get closer to it... Um, you do start hearing off in the distance, um, some hoof, the sound of hooves. Uh, in, in which direction? Um, I don't know. We'll investigate. (laughs) Oh man, I don't know. It could be, they're coming from all around. I got an eight. Uh, I also got an eight. Great. So, yes, you hear the sound of hooves coming from... The direction of that house, but you still don't see anything. Cool. Keep going. Yeah, keep going. All right, great. So you keep going, and um, she, Susan says, I can't go straight anymore. I, the horse is getting nervous. I can't keep going toward the canyon. Roland, we have to go that way. And she doesn't even, the horse clearly starts getting real, real jittery, real freaked out. And she doesn't really wait for a reply. She just lets the horse go to the left, which is um, toward the direction of uh, the ranch house and the small outcropping of trees. And now you all can see that the rider is riding toward you all from the direction of the ranch house, which is to your left. He's trying to cut you off. Do we recognize this big black horse? Yep. Do you think I should... I, when he gets close enough, I want to start shooting at him. <laughs> if the target is beyond the range of your weapon, take negative one. Is that it? All right. I mean, he's beyond the range, but yeah, sure. You can go ahead and start shooting at him. All right. I'll, talk, I'll, I'll, I'll start shooting at him. 
That is a... If I'm taking a negative one... You are. That's a ten. You hit him. You definitely hit him. But he doesn't fall off of his horse. He he is still he is still riding toward you. Um. Yeah. I think if I see that, I think I'm gonna shoot at his horse. Then. Yeah. Shoot the horse. <laughs> Sorry, horse. You're beautiful, and I love you. <laughs> this guy's bad mojo. But you you took up with the the good man, and that's <laughs> that's a, that's on that's you. A bad horse. Uh, Fourteen. Issue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't. You're a horse murderer. I, you're the one you're who murdered the horse. You you're the one who made the bad guy bulletproof. We have to shoot the horse. Okay, <laughs> you're, you've written us into a corner. I should have made the horse bulletproof. This is bad planning on my part. All right, you, sh- Why? you shoot. The- Why is anybody bulletproof? I, I don't know. He's not bulletproof, okay. but I could fudge it. But I'm not gonna. You shoot him. I mean, a 14. I can't even. Even with an armor of three. You still wouldn't, he still wouldn't survive that. The horse is dead. And the, the man just floats off of the horse like it's nothing. Just lands on the ground like, like he expected this. And he, he shouts after, after you and he says, well, 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 I didn't think y'all were actual horse murderers. I thought that was just a joke that y'all were telling the the people around here. Now come on over here. I got something important to tell you. <laughs> and Susan is like, we don't actually do it, right? No. Right? <laughs> okay. Definitely not. Okay, okay. <laughs> and she just keeps writing. He says, oh, that other little brat is going to be so sad that y'all just left him here. Wait, which which brat do you think he's talking about? Because if he's talking about a Lynn, I'd have no problem leaving. <laughs> he's talking about Seamus. And that little boy, too. Son of a bitch! Roland, we gotta, we gotta stop. We can't leave Seamus. We stop? All of you, you go ahead and just, just stop the horse here and let me off, and you, you ride back toward town. Okay, so the horses stop, and Olive just sits on the horse, and she looks over at Susan to see what Susan is going to do. And Susan hops down off of the horse beside you, Roland. I assume you guys hopped off of your horses. Roland, I, I'm not going to leave you. I'm coming with you. I start walking toward the man in black. Yeah. Olive is just going to stay right where she is. She stay right there, Olive. You, you done good. Sorry, I got you into this. <laughs> All right, and the man in black says, well, that's more like it then. Come on over here, boys. Come on. Oh, I know y'all are just waiting to see your friends, huh? Well, maybe maybe one of them. <laughs> well, so, which one? This is very important. Which one? Come on over here. I, I'll tell you all about it. And so as you all approach the the ranch house, the man in black does that thing again where he just flashes into the house. I'm not going to get used to him doing that. Good. I guess there's nothing for it but to go into the house. Should we even bother with our guns out? Doesn't seem like they have any effect. I'm going to keep mine out anyways. 
Susan pulls her gun out. <laughs> I give her a nod and I walk into the house. So um, you all go in the house and um, right there in the, the lovely living room, you see Alan and Seamus and they are, they're sitting in chairs and their heads are just kind of tilted to the side and, and their eyes are closed and they don't react when you come in. They better be napping. That's all I got to say. And then right behind you, you hear the door close again. And the man says, so good of y'all to join us. Now, come on in. Now, as I was saying in the mayor's house, one of y'all is going to stay alive and come with me to Gilead. And I don't care about the other one. Oh, and who have we here? Oh, it's the mayor's whore. Well, who cares about her? And then he snaps his fingers and Susan drops to the ground. If you're wanting us to go back to Gilead, all you're doing is slowing us down. That's where we were headed. <laughs> yeah, but y'all were headed there without little old me. And that's the important part that I care about. And he's smiling at you so pleasantly. See, I knew the way to get to y'all would have been one of these boys here. When I saw them running off from y'all, I just knew. I just knew that they would come in handy. Don't worry. They're, they're not dead. I couldn't kill them just yet. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. So, Roland, here's the deal. I need you as leverage, you see, because your father is just, for whatever reason, awfully fond of you, and uh, your mother talks an awful lot about you, too. <laughs> so I know that if I bring you back alive, then maybe we'll get somewhere, don't you think? What are you hoping to accomplish? So... This little thing here, it was just about the oil, right? You know that we're just trying to take over the main city, which your father is unfortunately in charge of. Now, if we just staged a coup right then and there, all of the gunslingers in the city and the apprentices would rise up against us, right? I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. So... What it has to be, it has to be all nice and pretty-like, and we also need this army, of course, and all of this weapon power, whatever, when the inevitable revolution does happen. Um, but first, we, you know, we gotta get a hold of it, and that's where you come in. See, we didn't even expect you to be here. It was just a happy accident that you got thrown out here. But now that you're here, it just falls right on into the plans, doesn't it? I think you drastically overestimate the amount that my father is willing to trade for me. Do you really believe that, Roland? Do you really in your heart believe that? Have you really forgotten the face of your father? I haven't. And I will draw my gun and put it under my chin. Now, 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 now. None of this. What's the and I draw my gun and I put it up to Roland's head. What the fuck are y'all doing now? 
Ugh, children, why? Why, why, why did I have to be fucking children? I hate children. You're a whole lot of bluster, and you don't really seem to know what it is you want. But if the only way for you to get it is through me, I'll just take that piece off the board. But if you try to stop his trigger finger, mine's not as slow. He looks over at you, Cuthbert, and he says, Oh, it's so cute. It's so cute. What, y'all been, been friends since... Since you were little babies, and now you're just gonna murder your friend just for just for my sake? Would you really Since do that? Since we were in diapers, and oh. I put him in those diapers, and yeah. I'll take him out of those diapers. <laughs> oh, this is cute. This is sweet. You're and stalling. He, he pulls his gun out, and he aims it at Seamus. And he says, now listen, I'm not stalling for anything, baby cakes. You know that you're just a happy accident, and I can do all of this without you, but you will make it a lot easier if you would just cooperate. You don't believe that. You don't think you can do it without me, or else you wouldn't waste all this effort. The king's son doesn't come back. He's dead. You don't think that's going to make everybody rise up even stronger against you? He cocks the gun that's pointed at Seamus, and he says, Baby, you don't know anything about me. This is all bluff. This is all bluff anyway. And then he takes out his other gun, and he cocks it, and he points it at Susan. And he says, Do it. Do it. Take out everyone in this room, and then when I go to Gilead without you, and take it over, and kill your father, and... I'm not going to kill your mother. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to be dead. Everyone else that you love is going to be dead. And the whole world is going to crumble because you were a stupid little shit and you shot yourself. Then what's going to happen? Well, according to you, it's all going to happen whether I'm dead or not. This way, at least I make it harder on you. You're trying to leverage us with no upside. You're an idiot. He is obviously very flustered. At this point, the um, the smile that was painted across his lips is just completely gone. And you see his eyes rapidly moving back and forth while he makes some kinds of, I don't know, mathematical equations in his brain. Go on. And then he slowly uncocks his guns. And lowers them a little bit. And he says, see, look. I can be a nice guy too. Why don't you lower yours a little bit, huh? You still haven't said anything that lands anywhere in the land of why we would want to help you. It's not a why you would want to help me. It's a what happens if you don't. You're promising death and destruction either way. Mm, mm. All right, I see what you want. I see what you want. All right, okay, let's talk then. So the thing is, is that I want you to come serenely and perfectly in place, just as you are, to Gilead so that you can face your father just the way that you are. 
I want this to be clean and I want it to be political and I, I just, this is what I want, okay? But you want something too, don't you? You want that girl beside you, right? You want her? You want her, Roland? You're stalling still. I can see you're trying to come up with a plan and nothing's adding up. You're trying to figure out how to play us, how to make us move the way you want. So we come with you and you take over and you kill everyone. Or we kill ourselves right here and you don't have that leverage and you have to go actually fight for it. You have to go earn it with your own hands. All right, Roland, what do you want? What is it that you want? What will make you happy? Do you even know? I, I know what I want. What do you want? I want you to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see that. <laughs> as soon as your friend here lets me know, what will make him happy? Is it you want to be you want to be up there with me, Roland? Your mother, you want me to spare her. Don't you? And your perfect little city. It's not really perfect at all, Roland. You know it's not. You know it's all bullshit. You know it's all broken. But what is it? What is it that you want? Hmm? What are you after? Let's sweeten this deal. There's a lot of subterfuge going on. You sending in poisoned meat to kill the children. You sending people out to kill anyone who gets in your way, but never getting your actual hands dirty. You want to know what I want? If you want it all so badly, earn it. No more of this cloak and dagger stuff. You let us walk out of here, and we'll go back to Gilead, and we'll prepare for your arrival, you and your army. And we'll meet you in the battlefield, and the best man will win. I'll do you one better. Why don't me and you go outside right now, Roland? Why don't me and you go outside right now? Man to man, and finish this. I've already seen you swallow a bullet. I am not, what, a bulletproof? I look at Bert. You hit him. I'm, I was, I'm, uh, was aiming for center mass. Mm-hmm. It'd be chesticles. In the chesticle region? Yeah. Uh, give me, give me an investigation. Five. He looks fine to you. Looks pretty bulletproof to me. Glancing down at the ground, you see a few drops of blood, and you don't think anyone else in here is bleeding, and it looks pretty fresh. We'll settle this right now, and I'll start to walk towards the door. Oh, ugh, this is better. Come on. Come on, baby. Let's go. Let's go watch him. Let's go watch your best friend die. And he strides on out after Roland. Well, I guess I got nothing better to do. And I get up, I follow them out. All right, Roland, this is for all the marbles. And Roland, 
um, you get out there and you stand in front of him and you know that he's got some stuff going on. He might not be bulletproof, but he's got something that might be lessening the harm of the bullets. And he is kind of a big deal. So what I want you to do is I want you to roll for nerve. I want you to roll soul plus nerve to see how well you do against him in this fight. Uh, that's a 10. All right. Roland, you look at this guy and you don't see whatever he is. You don't see how strong he's supposed to be or how famous he supposedly is or anything like that. You just see a man who is threatening everything that you love. And you are just full of bravado. And you're going to take a plus one forward against him. Okay. I want to get Roland's attention. And I want to look at him and I'm going to wink and tap my bag. And I want to look at uh, the man in black and be like, do y'all want me to count this down for you? You know what? That would be just great. And and he looks over at Roland and he says, may the best man win. Right, kid? <laughs> I just nod. Gentlemen, take your paces. Face each other as equals. And at the count of ten, draw and shoot. And I start counting down. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. And right before I say ten, I want to reach into my bag and pull out the orb and point it at the uh, the man in black as I say ten. Ten. Okay, so um, the man in black was definitely not expecting this. Uh, when you pull out the orb and, and the pink flashes across his face, he is ever so momentarily distracted by it, just for the the tiniest millisecond. Yeah, I will draw and shoot. Roll. Uh, and I'm going to spend a point of grit um, to enact uh, one of my aspects uh, to give okay. myself a plus one. Uh, and I think uh, I think it's going to be um, all can be set right and I can fix this. Alright, absolutely. Go for it. Plus one. Before I roll these dice, I'm now rolling this with a plus five. <laughs> Get it. You got this. You got this. Just roll, just roll a 12. 17 ought to do. 13. <laughs> think that because on some level this orb is important to him and I don't think he knows what happened back at the house like maybe he thinks we just escaped and that the, whoever that was the witch 
still has that thing in, in her possession. And so in that moment, um, you know, she described that that she saw us coming. And so I think that in the moment when he glances over for that brief second, the orb, the pink orb, shows him what's about to happen. And so he watches himself get shot from a third-person perspective because he's watching it through the orb as the bullet strikes him. Uh, I think there are two quick shots, one into his heart and then one into his head. He's still staring at the orb as he falls on his knees and then falls forward face down into the ground. Uh, and then I instantly put my, my arms up in front of my eyes. Okay, put it away. I cover that shit back up and put it back into my bag. All right. Um, Kufer, go ahead and go ahead and roll me um, sanity for me, please. Will do. Can and will do. Uh, that's a five. When you when you go to try to cover the the orb back up you remember what a what a horrible sensation it it put in your mind before and you look down to cover it up and you look straight into the orb and you are just completely frozen in in terror and and more than terror just just fear and sadness and despair and 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 you can't you can't pull away from it. You just you just keep staring into it, and and you start you start crying a little bit. You can't cover it up. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll run over when I hear him start to sob and and try to help. What's your sanity at? Is it two? Three? It's also at two. Mm, okay. Do you look at it while you do that, or are you still shielding your eyes? Uh, yeah, I think I try to shield my eyes. Okay, so you still shield your eyes. I'll go ahead and let you have that. So you run over and you you cover it up, and um, Cuthbert, you 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 step out, you you snap out of it a little bit, but you're not really okay. I think I I hand my bag to Roland, and I'm like, I think you need to hold on to this. Uh, you're a lot stronger than I am. All right. Um... Maybe Alain will know what to do with it if we can wake him up. I want to go over to Alain. And I want to slap him in the face. You've been waiting. You've been waiting all season for that. Okay, so you slap Alan in the face, and he just he he flinches. His face like contorts, and and his eyes flutter open, and he looks around. Cuthbert, Alan, I gave you a simple objective: take the boy, get out of town. What did you do? You didn't do that, bud. 
you didn't do that. And I move over to uh, Seamus. Uh, Seamus blinks his eyes and he looks up at you and he says, Oh, Kilthbert, hi! And he, he reaches up and he gives you a big hug and he says, Where did you come from? <laughs> hey, bud. And I give, him a, I give him a hug back. And I'm like, I just, I came back to just make sure you guys were doing all right. Make sure that Alin wasn't messing it up. Do you still have Cuthbert on you? Yeah, uh, yeah. And he reaches in and he, he pulls Cuthbert out. He's he's wearing him on his neck, on a necklace on his neck. And he pulls him out from his shirt. He says, look, he's he my best friend. I guess we must have fallen. We felt we took a nappy nap. I'm sorry. That's all right. Sometimes you need a nappy nap. Yeah. Oh, okay. Especially Thanks. talking to a Lynn, am I right? <laughs> yeah, it's so good to see you. You're okay. And he gives you another You're hug. You're okay too, bud. I give him a big old hug. Uh, yeah. I'm... And then I'll go over to Susan and try to wake her. All right, Roland. So you go over and you, um, you you try to wake her up and her eyes also flutter open a little bit and she looks up at you and she says, Roland, Roland, is he, is he here? And she, she starts to try no, and like stand up. She's you're okay, like you're okay, you're okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll grab a hold of her. You're okay. Oh, what's going on, Roland? Where He's is gone. he? He's gone. And she's still kind of looking around and she said, what? He's... And then she looks up at you and she looks into your eyes and she gives you a big kiss. All right. Let's get back to Olive and get out of here. Olive was excited to see you all come back, and she is just just fine with riding out of town with you all. She fucked this place. And you all ride toward Gilead as the sun is rising. Yes, she threw her arms around me. Oh